Welcome everyone to the Dynamo Abroad podcast where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo key related. As usual, I'm your host, Alex Lishik, and joining me from England, Great Britain, United Kingdom, across the pond, South whatever you England, want to call it. Huh? South England. England. That's what we're going to go for. So if you're hearing an English accent, that's uh, that's Dima. How's it going, Dima? Yeah, doing well, to be fair. Um, not had to put up with Dynamo and their nonsense in the world. So that's probably contributing. Um, but yeah, all things considered, I can't complain. How are you? Not too, not too bad. Apparently, it's supposed to be some really bad storm in New Jersey over the next two days, so that I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. Christmas is on Sunday, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> okay, end the show. Good job, guys. Good job, Dino. We'll see you guys next time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll we'll have some fun topics to discuss. There's no game. There's no. Actually, there is a transfer rumor that I saw today that we could discuss, but um. You, where oh, do you want God, to yeah i saw that yeah where do you want to start should we start with um some of the questions so thank you to some of our uh followers who did ask some questions uh so you, you want to start with some of the questions yeah that sounds good to me yeah so uh this is uh andri on twitter asks us main positions that need improving in the transfer window and what is the likelihood we actually make any signings so main main positions that should be improved is it yes yes do you want to take this one and I can add a bit? <clears throat> uh, I would say, realistically, everyone. Uh, but if I had to choose one position where, okay, like we're going to make a realistic signing, I would probably go center forward. Mm, mm, that's that's, that's that's my one realistic one. I mean, I've got to think about this carefully because, I mean, the squad is a lot, you know. To put this mildly, the squad has a lot of the squad has a lot of improvement that could be made. Um, yeah, that, that's a bit of an that's a bit of an understatement. Yeah, I'm um, just pulling I'm up this really, transfer that was that I saw know, earlier today. The thing is, the thing is, on on paper, right? I mean, we've got not an amazing, no, well, quite a, quite a mediocre team, um, in fact. But I mean, there are players, you know, in and around the squad, which I'm kind of sort of happy with but I've got to say I kind of I think I'm this I don't think we I don't think it's going to happen but I think it all starts from a defensive midfielder to be honest yeah it all boils down to that I think the whole team you know they might not get the goals and the assists and they might not you know they might not when you look at it they might not even make the crazy you know tackles and defensive contribution but I think it's just it's just so key in di- dictating the way a team plays, you know. Yeah, and part of the uh, since bringing up central midfield is actually a good one. So I saw uh, Zoria London's posted today. Okay, it was a post from Bruta, uh, was Brutalni Football. Oh no, Dinamo Mania. Sorry. So that's also mm. now. So it's a, seeing Dinamo Mania is a legitimate source, obviously, of course. Um, <laughs> Dinamo are linked with the Palmeiras midfielder Gabriel Menino. From Palmeiras, valued at seven million euros, twenty-two years old. He has played twenty-seven league games, one goal, one assist, three yellow cards, and one red card. Don't That's think we're league. rich enough. Don't think we're ambitious enough. Put well, it that way. My only concern, though, is that so he his highest market value was 15 million. You know, that's also, you know, subjective. So take of that what you will. He could also play right midfield and right back, though. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Well, right back is definitely one of the positions that I'd. Um... Mm-hmm. 
right back actually you know, looking over looking over i think the right back position is the one i'm the least happy with because there's which i don't really like any of any of them to be quite honest with you but um to be fair the best one out of them all you could argue the best one out of them all doesn't get any playing time yeah well i don't you know to say the best one out of them all when your opponents are keon jora and um Kawhi, I, I, don't, I forgot about Kajola, actually. It's not much of an opinion. It's not much of not opinion. It's not much of an achievement, is it, really? Yeah, but this is my only concern with Gabriel Menino. So he's linked with two other clubs. I'm just looking them up right now. One is Baia. Oh, Bahia, probably, I think. Bahia, no, this is Baia. I don't know where that is. And the other one is Vasco da Gama, which is in the second division of Brazilian football. So unless Vasco is going some kind of crazy revolution with a new investor... I don't know if it's really the player we want to be signing when we're competing with the Brazilian second-tier side. That's strange because I, I I saw he was linked to some bigger European clubs in the past, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, fairly what's recently as well. Yeah, exactly. It's, it looks like it looks like his transfer value is kind of halved as well. Yeah. To be honest. Now, to be fair, Vasco da Gama did get promoted to the Brazilian Serie A this season. Uh, I think probably four points he got promoted. So I don't know if you know maybe there is something in there, but um. Listen, I th- if we get him, I wouldn't be against him coming in on like a short-term loan for half a season. And if he's worth it, then we pay the money. With an option also- to buy, I'd say with an option to yeah, buy. Yeah, I- but you know, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the loan market. For me, you know, you don't really, you don't really see serious clubs doing it. But I mean, to be fair, with the level we're at right now, um, you can't really yeah. complain too much. But I, you know, I, it's I not. Think- sorry, just no, let ahead. me. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, he's only competing against players like Karavayev and um, Kar- Karavayev. What am I talking about? Andreevsky, Shepilev, you know. So, and it's only in the UPL. But the trouble is, I mean, the 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 Brazilian, you know, the Brazilian um, league is quite a technical one, is it? Is it yeah. not? Yeah. Whereas the UPL is very physical, which we, I don't think it's a good thing, but. Um, well, yeah, so I don't know how he'd get on, um, to be honest. And uh, yeah, the thing is, our record with technical players as well, you know, it's got to be mentioned. Which is it would which is pretty shocking considering we have a manager like uh, Luchesco who usually gets the best out of technical players. Looking at his time in uh, at Wax Tap, yeah. um, and going out to transfer, I'm actually just looking at the free agent market right now. And okay, we're not going to get any of these players probably valued over. 10 million if we're lucky. What about Cristiano Ronaldo? How are we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I tell you what, if you know what, I'm I'm just not going to say what I was going to say. I yeah, don't need FIFA. the maybe, maybe on FIFA. Yeah. We, we don't need the Ronaldo fanboys. This guy's stats and it looks like he doesn't even start really anymore. No. That's what I was just thinking. Maybe he's one of those that just maybe he fell off. You know, maybe he's just one of yeah, those. Maybe he just needs a move like to kind of reignite the career. Brazil, though. What's That's up? the thing. It looks like he even got called up to Brazil. Oh, has he? Yeah, it looks like, yeah. Hmm. In the Olympic Games, he played for Brazil. Oh, no kidding. That's pretty good then. Yeah, so well, listen, maybe he just is one of these players who needs a move to reignite his career. The thing is, I would take I would take him. I would honestly take him. If we if we signed him, I'd be quite happy with that. Yeah, I'm just looking at the transfer. Because to me, sorry, but yeah, to yeah. me, you know, Brazilian, you know, Brazilians, they play football a bit different to Ukrainians, don't they? I mean, what would make you say that? Just a suspicion. Um, <laughs> but no, but seriously, I mean, 
I, I don't know about the the state of his club's youth academy, but they definitely go about you know it's like more than far more passionate about so you know they're, yeah, they're no, more sure. expressive with it. Um, so it'd just be something new, really. So I, I for one, you know, more midfield depth, you know, which which I mean, he still probably somehow get benched like by Shapilov, like mm. long bikers, who who's it's but his it's his birthday today. Um, oh. so happy birthday to Lonvik. Um, could you? Could yeah, you... I mean, I hope it. I hope it would happen. But honestly, what you said, like, I actually didn't even know that he that because uh, from what when I last checked him, right, um, which was probably about a year ago to be honest. I think we were linked to him about a year ago, as well. And he was certainly, you know, high, high regarded. Like he was getting linked yeah. with, you know, with all due respect, but not teams from the Brazilian second division, but from pretty big European. Well, I remember, I'm pretty sure, because I think he was, when we were linked with him and like two or three other pretty good Brazilian prospects. Yeah, exactly. And I think well, this is when like some of the Brazilian media were like, yeah, if, like if you guys somehow get him, like that's like a big shock. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I don't, I think actually one, oh, he's at Dudu's club. Uh, that's oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, Dudu's guy is giving us a great recommendation. Oh, he moved to uh, the other guy that we were linked. So I think he moved to Porto actually. Oh, um, what was his name? Uh, Gabriel Veron. He doesn't really. Yes, yes, him. Yeah, because it was like oh, no, Gabriel. No, 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 that wasn't him. That wasn't him though. Because there was one guy we were linked to. He was, I think, from Gremio, like Ferreira. It was like Ferreira, Gabriel Menino. Yes, him, 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 yes. Which which apparently a friend of mine who supports Internacional, so Gremio's biggest rivals, he said he was, he's apparently really good. So that's when I knew we weren't going to sign him. Well, no Um, wonder it didn't happen then. So (laughs) just just a quick aside, I'm looking at the people who are going to be free agents. Um, Luka Modric is a free agent. Di Maria is a free agent. Did you know Nathan Redmond plays for Besiktas? That is very right. I did actually. I did. I did. I followed the shit on on Twitter to be fair. So oh, fair enough. But yeah, um, but it's one of those, it's just one of those random ones, to be honest. Yeah. And okay, I'm speaking a little, you know, over realistic, but there are definitely a couple decent players in here that like if there was no war, I'm pretty sure if and we were smart enough, we'd be able to tempt. Like uh, Michael Olunga is a, a good striker. He's from I think Kenya. Is that where he's from? He plays in Qatar now. Yeah, he plays yeah. for Al Duhail. Five goals and seven appearances this season. Uh, who are we at? Oh, so we have... The number, that's impressive numbers. I'm, I would not be... Uh, excuse me. We also, who else could we send? Jefferson Lerma from Bournemouth would make a great uh, replacement for Sidor Chuk. <laughs> I think 36-year-old Miguel Veloso would make a good replacement for Sidor Chuk. To be fair, let alone a player in their prime. But no, but the thing about this, this all—I mean, we would all love to see it happen. But come on, what what's the chance we sign we sign proper players instead of, you know, who was above? You know, th- these are the players we sign. Yeah, I, I, I would be, I would not be against signing Batahov though. I'll say that much. Batahov. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's highly rated by some people. To be fair, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where is he now? Is he not? He's not at police anymore, is he? No, I think he's with Zuria. Is, is oh, it is Nipro or Zuria? It's one of it's one of those. I don't know. Oh, because you know who's that decent center back that Nipro have like Sarapi or Sarapi or something like that? Yes, 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 Sarapi. Did you know he's a Dynamo Academy product? Is he? I thought he was Metalur. No, he got uh well, I'll pull it up right now. He was uh with Dynamo Kiev until the age of seventeen when he got 
cut and he signed for Tavria Skiff, wherever the fuck that is. Oh, Tavria Skiff Rosdol. Your guess is Yeah, so he went from Tavria Skiff to Metalur to Metalis, and now he's on loan at Nipro Aden. So fair, yeah, so that's, so that's a, yeah, Dynamo, Dynamo scouting at its best. Uh, hold on, where is, where is, oh, because I'm on the freaking computer map agent. That's what, that makes sense. Um, hold on, let me just find out where Batalov plays, because this is very important for the sake of the show. He <laughs> is at Sonia, and he's also valued over a million. Look at that, Arseny Batalov. Wow. He's valued at one million. He's gonna break Neymar's record, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who I'm happy got a good upgrade. Actually, I'm not saying transfer mark values are like they mean everything, but Brashko got a good transfer market. Uh, he's valued at I five. Just, I still don't understand what his situation is because I've I've heard some people say that he's gone, but some people insist that he's on loan. I mean, transfer mark is saying he's on loan, and by the way, he's another Metalurza Parisia guy. Mm. He's born there too, just like someone I know. Maybe that, he's your cousin, Dima. Yeah, of course. Of course he is. <laughs> well acquainted with the guy. I knew it. Uh, who is Ilya Gulko? I'm I'm sorry, I'm just script I'm just messing around on Zoria Luhanska's Twitter, right? Um, not Twitter, transfer marked. They have Nazari uh-huh. Lusin? What? Oh, and Antio? Goodness me, this is like how is Nazari so Lusin? Up the normal rejects, basically. Yeah. But did, did you know? know just to... <laughs> I like how Nazari Rusin has more goals than Besedin, and uh, what's his name? And Antu has more goals than Kabayev. Yeah, but mate, we've got you know, we 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 have the same amount of goals as Besedin and Kabayev. You know, I I think I think honestly, in the UPL on one of these decent teams, I could get three goals a season. And I don't maybe. play, and I don't play as a striker. Maybe, maybe. Um, why is Mikita Shevchenko just not like he's re- he's on the Zodiac roster, but he's just not like I don't I haven't seen that guy in a long time. He used to be their starter a few years ago. Oh, he's he says, he says he's on special leave. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that guy. I did, wasn't he even with the national team at one point? Yeah, I he was the third choice, I think, at Euro 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not starting, but he definitely got called up. I think, and I mean, he was good enough too. Like, I'm not I'm not going to dispute that, but. Because didn't he go back to like Shakhtar for a season? We're like, oh yeah, he's definitely Piatov's replacement, and then he just got, and that just didn't happen. Wow, there's a lot of extra players in this team: Ali Bekov, Kazakov. Anyway, um, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, um, because I've just, I've, I've just got the uh, Andri question up, and he says, "What is the actual likelihood we make signings?" The thing is, because we didn't. There were no long vague rumors, were there? Like it just yeah, kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you can never really rule it in or out. Um, but you know, with the number, a lot of rumors do tend to come and go. To be honest, a lot of them are just, you know, we've just got to have to monitor this. I forgot yeah. his name already. The guy it, we were linked to, but it, it's it's one of those moves that when it happens, you're not going to hear like rumors or this or that. You're going to know. You're gonna find out if it happens when it happens. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the next question? We sounds like a good idea. So, a good friend of the podcast and uh, one time uh, guest on the show, Komar, asked uh, for a certain hundred 
thousand anniversary. Should we say what the hundred hundred thousand anniversary the numbers well, in relation to? Leave that up to your interpretation, but it's very much to do with the war. Let's put it yeah. that way. And uh, all all I'll say is here's to many more. Is that fair to say? Going to be. It's going to be, isn't it? Uh, so Komar asked for our hundred k special. Um, we should talk about all the times that we beat Miyasa. And for those who don't know, uh, Miyasa is a certain red and white team that plays in uh, the capital of Kazakhstan, uh, Moscow. Now, I will prefer not to say the name. Uh, Actually, so... do you know what? Before, before, you, before you say it, before we start this, right? Before we start this, do you know, I found the most interesting thing, right? On Twitter, there are two Spartak fans. Like, they... I checked their account history and they've always, they're quite old accounts and they've always been tweeting about Spartak and their players and their results and stuff. Yeah. They're really pro-Ukrainian. I saw that and I'm like, I don't know how to feel about it because like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Couldn't bring I, myself to follow them because they're Spartak fans, but. I know, it's, uh, I'm I'm like, why couldn't you guys be like locomotive? At least we have like the Yuri Siomen connection. Like <laughs> right, right, or like well, even oh, Torpedo, well, we have dude. a Victor Maslow connection, like something, but like yeah. fucking Miasa, man, of all teams. Well, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough to the guys. Fair enough to the guys. We yeah. found the two. We found the two good Russians um, <laughs> out of one hundred and forty-four million. But yeah, yeah. Listen, but you know about the, the should I should I kind of go on about the the Dynamo Spartak results? Sure. So yeah, I mean, in, in recent years, I think kind of the I think we've kind of dominated that. Um, oh yeah, uh, for sure. How would you say that this head-to-head this rivalry is? It's the biggest rivalry. You know what, what? A lot of people don't know about this. It, for um, me, it's it. I wouldn't class it as a derby, but I would say if would no, probably well, and well, but I would. Say, I, but I, so it's like I said, it's definitely not a derby. But I would probably say it's the biggest non-derby rivalry in Eastern Europe. Yeah, very possibly, very possibly. Because I'm not counting stuff like what uh, was it, Red Star and Partizan, or like I don't know, Slavia and Spartakraha. Yeah. Like those are derbies. I'm talking, I'm not, I'm talking strictly rivalries. Hmm. But um, um, yeah, go on. Yeah, in recent, I mean, in recent history, I mean, to be fair, you've got to, you know. You've got to be, got to be honest. Um, they do actually have more wins over the course of the, of, of of history, but is that, you know, is that because of the the Soviet League being ridiculously favoured for the Moscow clubs? Um, I would be willing to bet the majority of those wins come before Dynamo's first league title in nineteen sixty one. Yeah, you're in, right. especially in those early days, like the thirties or the early fifties. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. When Britain. You're looking at the 1950s. I mean, I'm not going to go with those results because it, you know, it'd be ridiculous. But I think in the last, in the last, you know, in the last years of, um, in the last years of the Soviet League, I do think that you know, it's you know, in the 70s and onwards, there was definitely certainly a shift. And the last few, um, everyone remembers the last few. It was, God, how long ago was it? It was 2008. So that's what. Uh, 14 years ago 14 and a half years ago yeah 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 uh so for those of you don't know Zima is talking about the Namo against Spartak in I don't know what round of Champions League qualifying was it but 
third round. It was third, third round. round. Uh, but to put it in layman's terms, Dinamo laid an absolute whooping on Spartak, beating them 4 yeah. 1 Moscow, 4 1 in Kiev for an 8 2 uh, aggregate victory. Where and, uh, and I think we should even read out the team, the team lineup. Oh, yeah, go the, on. The first just, lineup. And I just want to add this I think you could find the full games on YouTube. So if you ever want to like, yeah. watch those yeah. games, I think. I think it's not fa- not unfair to say that Dinamo probably could have had a couple more in both Absolutely. games, especially Absolutely. the one in Kiev. They could have in Kiev. They could have easily had another one or two, maybe three. Absolutely, yeah. All right, Dima, let's hear yeah. this team. So in goal, Shovkovsky, as always, yep. had Betao going from right to left. Betao, mm-hmm. Michalik, Diakate, and Nesmachny, the defense. So some pretty good names. I mean, Michalik was kind. Of, I think Michalik was very good at the time. To be fair, um, that's early in the half got, era. We, we had prime, prime, and inform Aliyev. We oh, had yeah. reliable Vukovic, mm-hmm. Ninkovic on the wing. I think he was quite young at the time, to be honest. Yeah, Ninkovic, El Kaduri. Um, who doesn't remember him? But the most, of course, the most interesting, uh, in addition to the other legends, um. The two strikers, Milevsky and Bangura, who absolutely destroyed them. Two classic, classic front pair, front partnership. Pretty, some pretty good goals in there as well, to be honest. And the, especially the, Milevsky. Um, there, there are some great videos if you go on YouTube. Maybe we can link them of the Dynamo fans in Moscow or like the Dynamo fans in Kiev with some of their tifos. Like they have that great one where it's like, oh, the the capital of Kiev and Rus, uh, Kiev and Rus, uh, welcomes guests from the provinces or something. It was something along those yes, lines. That's a good yes, tifo. Yes, there, there was a. And, the, the, the Dynamo fans sorry, were absolutely got, informed that day. I've got an interesting story as well. Um, this is, I'm kind of skipping a bit, but that, that, that 4-1 was in Moscow, right? So we turn up to their backyard and and smash them 4-1. Um, you've got some pretty funny players on the bench, actually. You've got Kravets, uh when he was a young talent. Uh, and we had Morozuk as well. Really? Was, yeah, yeah, they were they were indeed on the bench at the time. Right. So this was this was the first game, right? So 50, 55,000, most of the Spartak fans saw Dynamo absolutely thrash uh, Spartak 4-1, right? So we go into the the next game, think 4-1, you know, that's the, you know, got to say that's a good result, but you know, is it four really away goals? Four, you know, yeah, four away goals, you know, maybe maybe kind of a close win or a draw. But no, once again, um, once again, you you, you see uh, for another four goals, another four-one. Unfortunately, Zuba is among the goals for them. Um, but once again, Milevsky and Bangura really at it. And w- w- was this when did Aliyev score a free kick in this game, or am I mistaking it for another? Aliyev, I think he did score in the game in Kiev, but I think it was a shot from yeah, outside scored, the box. Yeah, he scored. Yeah, he scored um, he scored a goal, but I just couldn't remember if it's a free kick or not. But anyway, um, then once again, you know, and Bogushin goal this time was quite a good. He was quite good to be yeah, fair. At the time. Mm-hmm. It's quite, it's quite a good cover for uh, Shovkovsky. But once again, we're seeing names, same, same defense apart from when Kaduri has moved down a bit. Uh, but now we have Ayla Yusuf in midfield along with Vukovic and Aliyev who scored, like I said, and. Um, yeah, once again, you know, like the bigger names from this team kind of really kind of scoring at will here. Um, but I've got an interesting story. So this was kind of, I think, not long um, 
Oh, this was literally weeks after the invasion, um, in the invasion of Georgia by Russia. Um, and Dynamo fans put up a, a slogan, a, a slogan in in the, um, in the stand. It, the slogan was written in Georgia, in Georgian, and at the at the game. So you know the VIP box. You know that Dynamo has the VIP box where Surkis smokes his cigarettes. Well, uh, the president of Ukraine at the time, Yushchenko, was, um, he was out. He was watching that game, and he saw the banner and he asked Surkis, uh. So what does it what does this say? I don't want to be in trouble. What what does this say? I don't want to you know I don't want to be hearing about about these slogans. Even though he was actually sending weapons to the Georgians, but we'll save base Yushchenko stories uh, from another day. And Surkis completely bullshits and makes some completely random crap about how it's like good luck to the team or something something along those <laughs> lines and it was and it was a dynamo ultras you know it's not going to be you know I, I don't know what it said but it's, it was something it, like that so yeah. it's, it's not going to say free uh uh hamburgers after the game in the parking lot i'll, I'll show you that no picture. no but yeah once again totally you know smash them back where they back where they belong and um this wasn't the last time we played them though is it because in yeah. the in, in 2013 it was the Oh, what was it called? The Cup of Unity like the- or the Friendship Cup or something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. And it was uh it was it was yes, it was the United Tournament. United right? Tournament. Oh, and can I just give a little bit of uh preface to this? Yeah, for, go on. for all those who was wondering why was there a United Tournament between two Ukrainian clubs and two Katsup clubs, they had the same thing that winter while Maidan was going on, which I think instead of Dynamo was Metalis and instead of uh Miaso was Ceska. Because pretty much it was, I don't know how close it was. If you're going to believe ex Dynamo manager, um, well, who was the guy between Siam and what was his name? Um, oh, Gazayev. Gazayev. Yeah. So if you're going to believe Valeri Gazayev, apparently uh, the UPL and the RPL, um, the Russian Premier League or Katsa Premier League, were extremely co- close to merging. Um, <clears throat> where apparently I think they said starting the 2015 16. Or the 16-17, they would have had a combined championship that would have eventually included the clubs from Belarus. So yeah, well, yeah that that was, was pretty much the point of the, these tournaments to kind of be a little bit of a precursor to uh, that league that was supposed to start up, which you know fortunately did not end up happening. But you know, unfor- the other reasons why are you know unfortunate. Well, you know, this was kind of when the Belarusization of Ukraine was really in full effect, you mm-hmm. know, full swing. Yep. Um, or the attempted, I should say. Um, but yeah, thank God that, you know, thank God we're not Belarusians mm-hmm. and we kind of saw right through it. But um, never, nevertheless, um, we're looking for the Spartak games, of course, here. So um, not going to go over the Zinitushka and Shakhtar uh, games. But the first, the first, the very first goal, it was, to be fair, it was only, you know, the friendlies, to be fair. But yeah. um was in Moscow um, and yep. Dynamo win 1-0 uh, yeah. they won 1-0 through uh, Rusev penalty um, and do you know who was fouled to earn that penalty? Who, well, it was Harmash wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Harmash or Kravitz I think, I think it was um, and the the return leg this was in Kiev 
And these, you know, for, for context, these these were simply insane times um, for Ukrainian football because in during um, one of these, I think it might it was the Zenit game, wasn't it? Where randomly in the in the break, uh, in half time of uh, of the game, uh, three new players come out with Dynamo shirts, and they were Jermaine Lenz. Uh, you know, just like that, just randomly. You know, was, you, yeah, you know, you know, it's truly unbelievable times. Um, you know, three established uh, European players just signed like that, you know. What, didn't we also sign uh, Belanda the year after he won the league in France with Montpellier? Yeah, it was. was it was it was a league. Up. No, I think it was two. I think it was... So I think he won the league, and then he spent one more season after, that and then he came to us. Yeah. I think that's that's the way it was, and we also signed Tremulinas uh, and Dragovic that window as well. But anyway, less about that. Unreal window, that. Yeah, I mean, bloody! I don't think all the players we've signed since put together times ten of uh, of that quality. Um, but nevertheless, uh, the return uh, game it was. It was a 2-1 win again, you know. So the last four games, you know, it was a bit you know, debatable, the competition, should we say, of the second one. But once again, Lenz gets his uh, gets his first Dynamo goal and Hussev uh, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and again, yeah. you can also find the highlights of that one on YouTube. And uh, Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 give it a go. Give it, give, give it a watch. Because some of the games, I mean, I know it's against Russian teams, but... You'll you'll trust me. You'll enjoy Dynamo beating these Russian teams. I mean, we did drew uh, draw against Zinni three three after yeah. three <laughs> some but, calamitous yeah. defending, but um, uh, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, well, one thing I do want to say is I love. I think it's after Miaso score. There's that scene where Shevkovsky doesn't want to. Uh, uh, give, give the, the ball, ball back. back, and there's a bit of handbags after, and then Khachirid just kind of comes out of nowhere, and. Knocks over some cuts up. Oh, in football terms, those were bloody good days. Oh man, absolutely! Um, what the league we had, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. It, I tell you, I tell you what, if if this, you know, I'm, listen, I'm not saying I wanted it to happen, but if you know that combined league did happen with the money we would have got, we would have blown those shit clubs out of the water. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. um because all they can they could have attracted at the time and today were washed up stars. Absolutely, like yeah. Hulk, like I mean, you know. Actually, no, they did sign. That to be fair to them, they did have Hulk, didn't they? Zenit. Or or like Axel Witzel or Javi Garcia. They didn't go there because oh, they love the footballing culture of Saint Petersburg in the Russian Premier League. They went there for the cash, and you could see yeah, that with absolutely. their team. And you could see there with that champ. With you could see that with their Champions League performances. And I don't even think they won the league most years. To be fair, or no, or. No. Out of nowhere, hiring Luciano Spalletti in a out of like a wildly out of form manager and Roberto Di Matteo, um, not Di Matteo, what's his name, Roberto Mancini. You know, yeah, our yeah, culture, that was yeah. Like, they had a lot of random. They had a lot of random European um, players and managers, didn't they, at the yeah. time? And but anyway, yeah. with, uh, with that season, I mean, we finished fourth in the end, didn't we? But yeah. and, I mean, the players it makes you want to cry. To be honest, the players we had. <laughs> Looking at some of these names, bloody spectacular. Um, but yeah, 
And there's only one more uh, Miyasa loss. I want, uh, excuse me, win against Miyasa. Um, is back in the glorious season of 1976, the Soviet top league. Uh, let me pull it up. In the last game of the season, uh, Spartak needed a draw to stay in the league, and they lost. And guess what happened when they lost, Dima? What happened? They got relegated. Oh, well, there we go. Yep. There, yeah, no, listen. And Dima, this, could, you, can't, you can't even debate this, can you? And Dima, can you remind me how many times Dinamo have been relegated? I believe it's zero. Am I right? Yeah, it's it's the same zero. number as how many uh it Dinamo, the amount of times Dinamo have been relegated is the same amount of times Spartak have won a European trophy. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. So but yeah, big fat no, zero. There's, there's no de- no debating it, no debating it with a bigger club. Nope. Nope, uh, we could, we could go but, on for days. So, sorry, I just I just want to say, but there is a but. I think the trouble I think the trouble is our, our owner is sadly very aware of this fact and thinks that everything is exactly as it was and there's no need oh, to yeah. change it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, listen. At, at the end of the day, the owner is what it is. You know, the, the number of trophies isn't going to change. The number of what European trophies, domestic cup trophies, league trophies. You know. How, how many I don't think they have a Ballon d'Or winner. I can't think of one they would have. I would, no, I wouldn't have thought so. We've had two and produced a third. You know, I, I'm pretty sure in every metric, probably besides a head-to-head record, when they got some bullshit results back in the 30s and 50s, is probably mm. the only metric. Honestly, honestly. But yeah, no debate with the bigger club. But, you know, it would be nice to see them fold. It would be nice to see them fold. I tell you what, I'll say right now, if that happens, we'll have a champ. Uh, we're going to pop a bottle of champagne live on the recording. <laughs> but anyway, comrade, I hope you're very happy with, with, with our very long and in-depth discussion. Yeah, I, I'm sure he's more than, I'm sure he's more than pleased. Um, <laughs> I think on that note, Dima, I don't know if we have much more to add, do you? No, no, I mean, we've kind of, gone over the questions not a lot to add in, in terms of that but yeah i would say again going back to and three main positions they need improving let's say i think we need the goalkeeper the right back the center back left back central midfielder defensive midfielder attacking midfielder right winger left winger and striker those are the positions that need strengthening and yeah. the bench players as well yeah um, i would agree and the manager and the owner and the coaches, um, the, the cook, the laundry person, every, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, the, likely, the likelihood of it of it happening is debatable. Um, and then I I hope you also enjoyed our uh, our memory lane as we beat the old enemy, uh, Spartak. Um, Dima, if someone wanna, would want to contact you, how could they do that? Yeah, you can find me on that nineteen twenty seven Dima on. on Twitter. Yeah, and if you want to find the show, you can do that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Denamo Abroad. Our DMs are open. You can also send us an email to Denamo Abroad Podcast at gmail.com. Also, remember, follow Dima's Out of Context Denamo page. It's a top page if you want to just Absolutely. see unreal uh, Denamo uh, clips from the from history. Well, from Dima, Eric, and I, thanks for listening. We wish you a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you in 2023.